Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast, where we explore how technology impacts, improves, and enables the customer experience that we all expect from businesses and organizations that we engage or work with. Don't worry, we only keep it to 20 minutes, so hopefully you'll find it interesting. Thanks very much. Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast with me, Gavin. And me, Steve. Hi, you're right. We're, today we're going to talk about learning. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about learning. We're talk about language experience. As well. that's, <laughs> that's the vision. That's the plan. But um, if we get the words out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's kind of the point of the whole podcast. But let's not worry about that for a minute. Let's <laughs> not worry about getting that main bit right that actually explains yeah. what we're actually going to talk about today. Breaking this language barrier, the fact that we can't actually say the words in the, in the <laughs> podcast is, is, is a little challenge. Just there at the start, everybody. Yeah, it's fine. We, we can get through it. So, yeah, focusing on language, um, kind of covering everything from UI to, to language localization, I think. And uh, me and Steve were having a conversation um, about um one of his family members actually and we were having we were thinking about it going actually this would be a really good topic for us to discuss yeah. so i thought it might be a really good way to start this is uh let steve share his story yeah. and we can go from there well it, it's um look the thing is I, i'm sure you're the same but you tend to become the um uh the family it support and uh, you know what i mean and that's fine we're in that's this the sector we work in and um you know and and, and that's what we do uh, but i was shown um uh, uh Sharon's uncle around uh, trying to get him up to speed with sending emails and stuff like that. Very wants to do it. Um, blew his mind with cloud and stuff like that. And, you know, and we could share this stuff because he's he's a very smart guy uh, getting on a bit. Never really engaged with computers uh, in his career, um, but as a teacher and um, and he's doing a lot of sharing of audio files and stuff like that. And it kind of needed to be able to transport them around and we and me and you know yeah we can stick them up on cloud link to them and then they're there and it's a big file or whatever we do you know it's not a problem yeah. and i was showing him around this stuff and uh, he's out of the west of ireland internet's terrible uh, so demoing it was really really hard anyway um but he was trying to figure out how trying to follow what i was doing and i was trying to get him to drive so that he could um, press the buttons and kind of get used to that and go through it and he was going, and now Steve, this is too all too much now. It's too much. And and I was going, well, and the penny dropped just then. This is a different language. If you look at a screen and you're trying to create an email or whatever it may be, you've got little envelope icons. You've got um, B for bold, I for italic, a U with an uh, with a underscore under it, and stuff like that. Now most people listening will know what that is. But if this isn't your interface and it's not what you've learned, this is this is Egyptian hieroglyphics. You know, it's no different than that. So it's a completely different language. And even even we can get lost in this language because you go, what on earth? Somebody chooses the wrong icon in an app and you're yeah. uh, and you're going, what's that? It's yeah. just crazy stuff. And try, then so that made him feel a lot better because it wasn't that, and and that was the thing. These aren't stupid people that you're trying to show something to. It's just that they don't not yet speak the language. And and it was just, it, yeah, the penny dropped, and it was just seemed so important that that is the way to approach it. 
that, that if you're yeah. teaching somebody a new language, you start off with, can I have a cup of coffee, please? <laughs> <laughs> or something a little stronger. Or for four. You start at the beginning, yeah. you know very little until you've been doing it and speaking it. And, do, and of course, you know, me and you, we've grown up all the way through it, all the way through. I'm a yeah. bit older than you, so I've, I've been much further at the start of that. You know, but I, I mean it. And I've I've been speaking the language for 20 years. Yeah, it's a funny story. It's funny, isn't it? Because we see these things, and I wrote I wrote down dumb designs that make smart people feel stupid. Like, and it's like they're kind of they're try, people have tried to almost be too smart to make things too slick and too easy. And yeah. as part of that, have kind of made have made this kind of yeah hieroglyphics in, in, to for most most people who can't understand it. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's loads of funny interaction stories, isn't there? There's, there's the whole um, the idea that Microsoft in, in a Windows computer, you'd have to press start to stop. Like you had to press yeah. the start button to shut down your computer. Like yeah. whoever thought of that was obviously brilliant. Um, yeah. But I mean, and this kind of dates back a little bit. So when, I mean, it's back, but we're looking at um, how we, how designers used to be able to cope with this. They utilize something called schemomorphic design. So right. the idea of schemomorphic design is when you're you're designing and initially designing an interface um, and getting people on and start using these devices, you design the experience to look like real world items. Yeah. Um, and it's what Apple did initially when they launched the iPhone. Yeah. You load up the you, you open your phone and the calculator looks like a real world calculator. Yeah. The calendar looks like a real world calendar how you would navigate the calendar would feel similar to how you would navigate a real world calendar and although obviously it's a digital experience so you're not going to be taking these things off shelves necessarily you're in a situation where the design is relevant and relatable and it's a really good entry point to be able to understand what that experience is for anybody who's who's coming through the experience for the first time now obviously we're in a situation at the moment where we're transitioning with whether it's through Google's material design to what I, what I call kind of the great abstraction. Right. There's a need to kind of make everything cleaner. Yeah. And as a result, remove all the little details that make things make sense um, <laughs> yeah. to most people. So if you if you're it's using fine. apps all the time, yeah. you can kind of you can make the log- you can kind of make the logical jumps. Yeah. But the problem is if you don't. You've not got a small little step. You've not got those little jumps. You've got to load up an application and go, what is this icon? Like, what is this thing? It doesn't mean oh, anything. Absolutely. So I've not, I've, not, I've not made that transition. Um, and the same is we've, we call it the burger icon. So it's the, the three lines at the top right that yeah. people have on mobile websites and things. Like, if you don't know what that is, I mean, you're kind of expecting a list. So that kind of, like, it's a list of items. But it, does that really make sense as people? I mean, you've got the, we talked about the three dots. Well, the three um, dots is now an abbreviation of the three lines. Yeah. But what, yeah. what it's it doesn't mean that, isn't it? It's own right. It's just made it smaller to make it as smaller on your screen. Yeah. And then you've got things like, I think we talked about this earlier, Spotify's shuffle icon. So yeah. the Spotify shuffle icon, which is a toggle, is not a like not binary on-off toggle. Yeah. You press it once, it shuffles. You press it twice, it smart shuffles. And you only really discover that if you try and turn it off. And then yeah. you've got your playlist that's full of all these things that you didn't actually plan to have in the first place. Um, <laughs> but luckily enough, you can press it off and it removes them. So at least that's something. And then obviously we've got Threads. So obviously yesterday, Threads launched, which is a new social app from Meta. Um, yeah. You're going into the application and at the very bottom, you've got this box with a line through it, which uh, for yeah. me, who's used yeah. these experiences goes, oh, that must be like an edit or compose because I've made that transition. Yeah. Anybody who hasn't used these experiences before or coming to it for the first time, 
Yeah. Well, I have no idea what that thing is. It, well, it might be a little bit like a power button. That power used to be. I mean, you know, back in, back in the day, yeah, very much back in the day, it used to be like a little square that looked like a pad, even had little lines on it, with a quill off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little quill. And so you went, okay, that's writing on something. Yeah. You know? And that's now what it's, 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 and then it went to a pen or a pencil. Yeah, pencil was the thing, wasn't it? You said pencils for editing. Because it was smoother and neater. Then it went to like just the square with kind of a pencil icon, you know. And now it's literally just a square with a line through the corner on threads. You're just going, how do you ever know? But it's interesting. It's it's interesting that we know, we've learned through the transition because we've been part of that transition. We've learned to know what that is. But anyone else, again, who's coming, coming to these platforms for the first time, have have no it's, it's like it is hieroglyphics and then well, from a design the same, point of view do you the same go, as native language as well so if you're a native yeah. language speaker slang and language changes it's in it's a amorphous anyway you know so i speak to a lot of europeans and they learn language as um but you know as as learned language they're not native speakers their english is fantastic far better than my ever other languages are gonna ever gonna <laughs> be you know because we're lazy because we're English uh, in in other languages, but it's the same. They don't understand, and the amount of side speech and colloquialisms and phrasing and stuff like that that we use in natural language is mad, mad difficult for uh, Europeans to understand, or uh, you know somebody that's even further afield and their English isn't even as strong as you know. You speak to some Dutch guys and you just go, Are "You English or what?" You know, because you can't tell the language, their accent's perfect, you know, and, and they just sound like Middle England accent. But it's the same with the iconography. It's the same yeah. thing. You know, it's moving. And you make that transition, and you make that transition into that into that environment. That's another thing you have to consider that you that you've, you've not only got the iconography and the way those interfaces work, and that's the beauty to some extent with iconography is in theory they should they should in theory trans trans what's it called well, I don't quite know the right phrases but transfer or, or translate or transcend that's the word that's before. the one you I knew you were going to get there eventually <laughs> should tra- should, they should be there and designed in a way where they transcend language yeah but you still when you're looking at we're talk, like, talking about it but now we're now with for the long time the web's been an international business like we're having to design these experiences and take take that into consideration yeah no absolutely and design in different countries is different as well so you know some people like clean some people like it more real white the world you know we've still got designs in other countries that have got do you remember the glass button style you know so there's a button a navigation button that was a very glassy looking you know which is very kind of 90s yeah. but I still see new sites and quite significant sites in other countries that are using those things because they like that style and they want that real world thing maybe to communicate to their audiences yeah you know just because yeah. we've got flat and more material looking and you know and things like that and you know we oh no it's all just solid colors now and or it's gray with a very fine line on it you know all that type <laughs> yeah of and the background's yeah. not white. The background no, is off white. Slightly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You just go, oh my god, you know. But of course, that's fine for our audience. But yeah. it has to be right for your audience. You know. Yeah, and it, yeah, and you look at that and, t- and taking forward and taking the next step. And when you talk about the challenges around language as a whole, you're talking about kind of dialect. And yeah. we, we do speak very differently to the way that we type or the way that we communicate with different spaces. Yeah. No, we have so. to be designing a web, designing a 
a kind of a customer service experience that allows for allows for those changes in dialect and the way that people talk um, and experience the web and, and experience these platforms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So are we talking about localization here? Is that what we're talking about? Is that 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 the, the thing or are we talking there's, about? There's two sides. That. You're, you're the expert in this and then I am. So there's two sides to it, isn't it? For me, for me, localize. You have to really. A lot of people will use localization as a method, as to actually mean translation, um, which is for me is very dangerous because it doesn't take into any cultural sensitivities that you need to be aware of. Yeah. Um, so I would say there's two there's two thoughts. There's, there's language uh, and the ability to communicate and language language select and translations. Um, yeah. And on top of that, there is lo- there is localization. Whether you argue that language is part of localization, yeah. um, you could then make that debate. But ultimately, when we're looking at languages and where they're used, it's difficult to kind of make the argument because multiple languages are used in multiple cultures, and therefore they probably should be kept to some extent separately, even if they're in those same conversations. But I know yeah. you were working on a project specifically in that kind of language space where you were trying to look at how you can kind of communicate and look at language in the way that people are talking and communicating. Yeah, well, look, the, the thing is actual native language speaking, and we obviously just touched on that from a voice perspective, you know, when people have different um, colloquialisms and stuff like that. If you're just trying to communicate, um, like every, I say everybody, but lots of people know about stuff like Google Translate and things like that that works, you know, quite really well. And you can have a, a, a slightly disjointed but conversation with somebody who makes yourself understood. And that's a real challenge when you're out on holiday but it's it's only a mere inconvenience you know because yeah. if you don't know how to order a coffee <laughs> you know that's something that i should really learn in every language right. You'll, you won't die you know it's, it's not a problem what i'll do is I'll, I'll take an icon round with me oh yeah well everybody will understand that because it'll be a, it'll be it'll be a mat a, 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 in the form of a beer mat icon what i'll do is I'll, I'll design a selection of beer mats oh, that are no. icons for interfaces <laughs> don't say these ideas out loud the, the many thousands of people that listen to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> they, they may take the idea away and you've missed your opportunity. <laughs> laying down gold, you know, Gavin. You know, laying down gold. That's what I'm here for. I know, I know. Absolutely. absolutely. Legend in your own lifetime. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, but look, you know, it is, it, it's a mere inconvenience, isn't it? You know, and, and you could have your little show card of a, of a, a beer mug or a or a coffee mug and then you could you know somebody wouldn't understand then, i could then fold the coffee like one smaller if i want to get <laughs> you're really overthinking this now <laughs> right now you just have another card with a smaller cup of coffee on it yeah yeah overthinking it over engineered you've just done that over engineered the the iconography yeah. anyway I need, to, I need to a b test it i think yeah okay but shall we move on with the yes, you know, yeah sorry I'm yeah please desperately so google translate great tool but driven from a translation api and microsoft does something similar and the power of those now is absolutely phenomenal we've talked about it probably on other podcasts just the way that now voice understanding voice is massively important so we now know what's been said in any language we can now detect language so you can uh, detect what language has been spoken and you can um, output text to a speech in any language. Yeah. So you've got the whole mix. And in between, you can speak in English and output in Hindu. Yeah. yeah. So 
that whole piece is available with the technology from all the big vendors uh, that has been worked on over the last five to ten years and it's now in, it's it's now a proven technology so this isn't it isn't new but the application is slow at the moment we've got little bits like Google Translate to showcase all this technology. The reason you have Google Translate is because they want to sell it to commercial businesses because they go, look how good it is. Imagine having this in your business. You know, yeah. they tried to add it into that. They've added it into their uh, Pixel Buds as well as a mechanism for selling their product. Yeah, that's right. It, they're doing it and, and it's great. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's fully integrated. You can actually hear the answer and stuff like that. And that technology now is uh, so we're working on a, a project with uh, some European partners on now doing live translation over the phone so that in between you, your agent and the customer, you can actually inline translate. And that means that then your English speaking agent, because translation services are very difficult and very expensive to acquire. Yeah. So to the likes of the NHS, for instance, I literally had a conversation with them the other day, and they struggle with the new influxes of um, people coming in uh, who have healthcare needs. They need to be helped out. Uh, massive, there's a massive delay in getting treatment. Uh, so, of course, everything compounds and it becomes yeah. you know, a month before treatment because the symptoms are very poorly understood without a translator in place to translate. I am feeling hot, fevery, you know, sick, whatever it may be, to get across those symptoms so that the help can be given. Yeah. So it's dangerous. It's a little bit dangerous if you get that wrong, though, isn't it? <laughs> what? <laughs> so if you go, I'm hot, cold, cold, hot. <laughs> but but those things are really, you know, it's really tough uh, to do if you're trying to rely on a third party translation service, which is what they're currently on. So that's what happens. Um, And then if you're talking about uh, context and tweaking the the way that the conversation works, you've actually got things like, uh, say, uh, Volkswagen. So Volkswagen will will translate as Volkswagen if if it's in Finnish or something like that. Yeah. So you won't know what's so the English version of that will still come out as Volkswagen. So there won't be a direct translation because it's a brand. So you can tweak those things and make that right. And this, if you want a golf experience, it's a VW golf experience, not a golfing yeah. experience. Again, the context is is right. So we make sure you manage context, and we're doing stuff like that, you know. Um, and it's it's working extremely well. So some of the big BPOs in the, in Europe are are picking this up now. Uh, which are uh, kind of contact center providers. So, you know, the outsourcing people that are doing that type of stuff. And that's it because it's such an incredibly powerful tool because you, English speakers are easier to get hold of, yeah. whereas um, other languages and to support other languages and different audiences is really tricky to do, you know, or, or they become very expensive individuals. Um, but technology is there to do it, you know, so there's no big um challenge anymore to do that kind of stuff it's amazing isn't it because when you're looking at those communities that need those communities that need support um like we're talking about healthcare is massive social care is massive um Mm. you kind of you want to you don't want to create a situation where people are 
are being they're getting a better they're getting a worse service or no service no because service. because of the language barrier and because of those barriers that are in place yeah. um and it's uh, you want to make sure and, and ultimately if we can if there are these tools available which means that someone is not having to hire a translator or five translators or 10 translators in order to be able to do the job yeah. and you can then utilize these tools as a mechanism to be able to do that and be yeah. able to only streamline it in the meantime or at, at, at an affordable cost and it means that these organizations can create a service where there's an element of balance across the whole of, the, of their offer and we're able to create that better so like a better service yeah organization for every for everybody and make it yeah the the thing is look and it can by using tra- uh, technology you can scale scale as much as you want as well of course so the yeah. thing is if you've got a um you know we have uh, refugees coming in all legitimate and they're coming in and all that type of stuff but they still need to be looked after public sector services need to be accessible healthcare needs to be accessible education needs to be accessible all the bits of our community that knit us together need to be accessible so if you can't access that stuff you're stranded you know yeah if, if you've ever been to uh, uh tokyo or somewhere like that there isn't any english there it's all in japanese fair enough there's no reason for yeah. it to be, but you are going around like uh, I have no idea because it's not even close. It's not even. Yeah. It's it's again we're down to this symbolic thing. It's a different yeah. language that you just don't understand, and it's in its symbols and it's it's a different thing. You know, yeah. I don't speak Japanese. Uh, I don't think I'd ever be able to. <laughs> no, uh, no chance. Or read it or understand it. So then you really lost, and you don't realise quite how lost you are. Yeah. Until you enter that thing. But imagine if you are somebody else that doesn't understand English and comes in and you're trying to engage with a, a country that we don't speak that many languages. Yeah. It's a general population, you know. There's the nuances as well as well. And the language that are you and there's those languages that are used by a small but level of population that you still need yeah. to make sure you have those those capabilities in place. Well, it's thousand languages I yeah my, my first thought when you told me to go to Japan was I, I know Johnny well what I'll be doing is picking my phone and taking a picture and chucking it through Google Lens and I, I'm just hoping that it will be able to do the translation job for oh, me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well the that, problem you know, then is being doing to... exactly what that that's exactly the translation yeah, yeah, what the system's doing yeah it's interesting isn't it how we look at this and we go and we talk about the like to some extent if we go full circle like we talk about to some extent from a language point of view iconography like there is a beauty to iconography if it's done right because it does transcend it does transcend those cases yes, it does, like, yes right. the magnifying glass is symbolic for most people in regards to what it's what it's utilized for yeah. um it would be really interesting to test that with people who haven't like test people who don't use this machine to see because we make those assumptions that people don't have that understanding um and ultimately, it's also used for for pit for the zooming and elements as well. So it would be, I think, what the real good test would be, bringing some bringing people who haven't or don't use these on a daily basis and test to see whether or not they have that full level of understanding. But in most cases, for those people that are using the technology, yeah, those icons do do transfer across multiple languages, and it means that you don't have to have to some extent the description of what those elements are underneath because people will understand that most of the people who use this technology on a daily basis know what these things do yeah but we also have to make sure that we're not negating those and creating a worst a worse experience for those that don't have that understanding in place as well and the challenge there is going you have to look it's like 
you're automatically, as a brand, you're making a conscious decision to focus on a specific user type. Yes. And most people won't necessarily look at it that way, but ultimately by doing that, you're ultimately also excluding another user. Yeah. You're I'm not, and I'm not suggesting we have a, a toggle where you have a different, you have a multiple set of, so two sets of icons. You start off with the uh, super descriptive and you go into settings, you can go slick it, slick it for me or whatever you want it to be, where it automatically abstracts the icons and makes it all look nice. But there, yeah. there's definitely a happy medium, I think, to be put, to be put in place here. Yeah, uh, no, it is. And uh, again, this this language barrier needs to be considered. You know, uh, again, you're excluding old audiences, either through voice uh, by not being able to engage with somebody in their native language, or through uh, a UI that you've made it so clean that it's, it's doesn't bear any resemblance. You know, you're talking about the micro, the, um, the, the magnifying glass. Well, it is literally now aligned with a, a, a circle on the end, isn't it? Circle on the end. Now, you know, I don't know. You took that, take that to somewhere in outer Mongolia that they don't have phones. <laughs> you don't have, or don't have microphone glasses. I don't have microphone. Uh, yeah, why would they understand that? You know, without it being something that's much more um, detailed in the in the yeah. design of it. You know, you we are doing that, and yeah. it's fine for the native. Uh, you know, digital natives that have grown up with it and they never knew they, you know, they were born after the iPhone. Yeah. You know, geez. it's back down to the point. It's back to the whole. It's back down to the floppy disk discussion again, isn't it? <laughs> if you bring if you bring that into the fold, like the save the fact the save the save and everyone knows about the memes. This is the save where the save icon came from, and people yeah. are like, yeah, don't have an they don't understand the context. Don't, don't of what they never saw the physical item. They didn't. Just, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> they don't more know pain. There was I saw one, and of course the 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 original. I know we're 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 gambling on here with time, but yeah, yeah. The, uh, but I saw the image, which was actually a rep, not a representation of a three and a half inch floppy uh, floppy disk, which isn't floppy, it was hard, yeah. but a five inch floppy. Yeah, yeah. Was floppy, and that's why it was called floppy disk. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, it's a it's a much nicer icon actually. You know, there's a yeah. save icon. Oh God Almighty! How do you understand that? You know, there's very most of the people using this weren't born yeah, when that, that thing is, you know, yeah. deprecated. And uh, you know, what? How would they know? Yeah. You know is, 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 is there a is there an, is there a sense of irony? Not irony, or a sense of like those people, some people who would have been forced to use, who might have computers and who have who know what those things are versus who might not have continued using computers in other age and won't understand what the new icons are. And then some people who have who are using the who are transitioned to like the new icons understand the new icons but don't really have the context around what the what the floppy disk or the, the original icon there is there is going to be somebody that's that, that was doing that and they're now like i don't know in their 70s but they were working on that at that time maybe doing word processing or something and using yeah. floppy disks that never really engaged with any other technology other than the you know simple amstrads and stuff like that at the time and uh just going the yeah, but I don't really understand my phone, and, and it's got yeah. that relates to all the stuff that were they used back in the day. I'd be really interesting to hear. Um, I was kind of round like from from the people who are listening. Um, I think we have like a comment box. Some, yeah, some yeah. Under, you can ask and on, I think on Spotify, people can ask questions yeah. like what experiences they've had, or what have they seen, but they've just like just been completely either confuzzled by something that they're trying to interact <laughs> with and just completely don't know what this is, or even in experiences with family members who they've tried to go through the process of explaining yeah. like 
what these things are, what they do, and, and the interface. I'd be really interested to hear those stories. Another language. It's another language. And I, that was actually made it a lot easier to explain. Really. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if there's a takeaway from this, remember, other sp you speak another language than other people do if you understand your tech. You know, you just do. And it's as simple as that. You know, yeah. But uh, we have to be a bit careful about how far we take that language. Don't use so much slang in your UI design. Is that what? Yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or acronyms. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, brilliant. That, that, that's yeah. I think that's it for. We've covered a lot of ground. It's going to be a slightly longer episode than usual. But thanks to, you yeah. to everybody who's who's stayed along the stayed along the journey with us. Um, obviously, we'll get those posted and launched to you. And if you uh, if you enjoyed listening, make sure you uh, subscribe. Thank you. Thanks very much, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Self-Service Generation podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found it interesting. Look out for more in the series where we take deep dives around specific challenges in this space. Until next time.